We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world this is bad territory! You know it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world this is bad territory! You know it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world this is bad territory! How good you guys? And welcome to the 24th episode. Because yeah. we were Michael Jordan last week. We are now... A meet to mirror. Jordan Matthews. Yeah, yeah he wears 24 <laughs> yes, now. Yes, yes. He wore 15 for a while, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, the first year. In honor of Bok Bok. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any other players? Marshawn Lynch? Yeah. Um, I can't um, think of any other 24s. 24, uh, just a meet to mirror, who, if you do not know, he was a uh, an Israeli basketball player for Cal in the early 2000s. He was prime. He was potentially going to be the first Israeli to play in the NBA, but that did not work. So, but no. there's, I think it's the either 2002 or 2003 game against Oregon where I think they had like uh, Luke Ridnour, Luke Jackson, all the Lukes and all their famous players. Yeah. And Tamir was, went nuts. It went into double overtime. I don't remember when it was. I was, I remember being there, and I remember thinking, "Hold oh my God, this guy's good." <laughs> I then chose the number twenty-four the next year for my uh, CYO basketball team. <coughs> we were god awful, but I led us in points. But yeah, it's the small victories. Yeah, I changed to number one the next year, though. That's uh... because they assigned numbers after that, and I didn't get to choose. <laughs> Could have picked like ninety nine. I, I would have picked eighty four. I would have picked three because that's <laughs> my name. Once I did get to pick a number in high school, which wasn't until senior year, I got I picked number three. There so, you go. Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, there's not much like an introduction thing we can no. go over. Not not much happened I mean, this news or this week. There's the All Star Game, all that festivities. How did you enjoy? Did you watch any of the All Star? I watched. The dunk contest. You watched that specifically the end. Okay, I I turned it on right when they got to the Aaron Gordon Zach Levine matchup before underneath both legs. Yeah, that I've never seen anyone do that. Let alone a six ten guy doing that. Yeah, he a local six ten guy too. I forgot he's from uh, Archbishop Biddy. Yep, yep, yep. He was a he 
basically was a recruit for us. I mean, we yeah. were going hard after him with but him, Bird, and Marcus Lee. But, I mean, two of them left. One of them came. But that was the last year Monty's recruiting yeah. age. But, you know. Yeah, it's fine. You're going to lose a lot. Yeah. I mean, the fact that it was a Pac-12 matchup yeah. in the final round, you know. That, I mean, guys who had stayed that for a year yeah. at Pac-12 yeah. schools. But True. you know what? True. It was also Pac-12 won the uh, the three-point contest yeah. as well. Clay Thompson winning the just, clay maker, the laser beam. Well, you've seen the highlight though of that yeah. of him that final rack where it's hilarious because after he hits that fourth one, he kind of kind of stops. He kind of thought I think he knew that he had won, but it was one of those oh oh I have another ball left. Yeah. <laughs> let me just let me just throw it up and it and, yeah, and that goes in too. So good. His shooting form is some of the best ever. I I'd, I'd have to say. Just watching wise, just form wise, st- uh, Clay's form is definitely prettier. Just because it's, yeah, it's, it's so clean every it's time. It's better than Steph's, but yeah. Steph is quicker yeah. and can hit from anywhere on the court. Yeah, so that's the and only difference. But I don't. Were you there when um, Clay was at Washington State and he played yes. in Haas against Cal and yes. him and Crab had their duel? Yes. Then Brandon Smith chased him around in overtime and held him <laughs> scoreless. They went to the box and won. They did, they did, and that that was the first time I'd actually seen the boxing one in a in the game. Like yeah. it's because it was it was a distinct boxing one. It wasn't like yeah. one of those like weird trapezoid shaped boxing ones. It was like a legit it was four a corner goddamn box. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we're chasing after this guy, and he's their biggest threat, if only threat. Oh, I don't even remember who else was on that team. Like. Q Johnson or something? Maybe. Or is that guy still there? I don't. I don't remember most most of that team. The only, I mean, I just remember the the big name guys. My like, was it my freshman year of at Cal? Um, it was the the Lopez twins at Stanford. Yeah. Um, who were older, but they were still there. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Love, Russell Westbrook, Westbrook Darren Collison, Collison um, and Aflalo. Yeah, all at UCLA. Uh, OJ Mayo out at USC. Uh, James Harden, Harden at, was ASU. at ASU. Um, who did we have? We had uh, we had Ryan Anderson. We had Devon Harden. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, Theo. We still Theo. had Theo. Uh, we Theo had, Randall uh, PC Boykin Boykin. Yeah. Yeah, all those guys. Uh, Harper <laughs> Camp was his was a freshman. Yeah, good times. Um, Knezevich Nikola Nikola Knezevich. Um, and there was one more. Uh, Vernizel Vernizel <laughs> Vernizel. I just called him Vernizel. That yeah. was his. <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> We had so many Eastern European names, yeah, <laughs> like on our team. Ben Braun was very good at recruiting Eastern <laughs> Europeans. Oh and man, European guys in general. Like my favorite guy, uh, Richard Midgley, is the uh, is from England, and he's actually the coach of his high school. I think Modesto Christian or something like that, or something oh, really? over there. Yeah, yeah, because I when Cal went to the tournament a couple of years ago, I saw him and. I went to the Cal basketball camps when I was little, and he, uh-huh. he was the coach of the team that I was in. <laughs> and now I'm taller than he is. So. <laughs> it's a fun ride. He's like, holy crap, did you play at all? And I'm like, no, I, I, I broke a collarbone playing football, <laughs> so I couldn't try out for basketball. Still, my, famous, my most favorite Cal basketball player um, during the times when I was a student, I watched Max Zeng. <laughs> yeah. Big Max. Yes. Big Max. Uh, he had one great game against Stanford. That was about it. He, he did. They went back to go pro in China. Did he go pro? That's what he did. Yeah. That's, wow. Okay. Wow. He did that. Um, 
I mean, but seven foot Asian guy on yeah. the basketball team. That was a, I just you just saw him. He just stuck out like a sore thumb on campus. He, he, he blocked sh- Landry Fields <laughs> at least twice during <laughs> that game. That was great. Oh, that's right. Landry Fields was on that Stanford team yeah. as well. That's right. That's right. Um, so okay. Let's uh, let's aside move, from rambling. Yeah, that was our that was our semi short intro. Um, but on to the first big bit of news. Um, it was a uh, elite junior day this week at Cal, so we had I think about close to like thirty juniors. Yeah. Um, on campus, it might even be bigger than that. Yeah. Junior day is a big deal. Yeah, but most of which we won't ever offer. It's just just, it's just a, they can come play a little football, like do a yeah. little, you know, come on down. Yeah, see what it's like. Exactly. Um, a lot of local guys, really. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I did hear Najee Harris did not make it down here because he mm-hmm. had track practice, but he did say apparently in an interview this week that he he does plan to make it out here at one point just because it's it's the local school. It's not it's not hard to <laughs> no come from Antioch to to Berkeley. I mean, um, the four so is a pain in the ass sometimes. It but, is. It is. Go, going through that tunnel is sometimes the worst yeah. in the world. But, that's uh, twenty four. Oh, that's the twenty four. Oh, Antioch's up north. That's right. Yeah, that's four right. is off yes, of yes, yes, eighty yes. near Hercules. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, he was he was the big he's the big thing we're trying to get right. He's the big yeah. fish that we're trying to lure. Um, but other than that, uh, we we had the first commit of the twenty seventeen yes. recruiting. He cycle. got the way to move me, Cherry, Gabe Cherry, Gabe specifically, Gabe Cherry, six five, two sixty five pounds, a strong side D. Um, I heard he could play defensive tackle too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just big guy, legacy recruit. His mm-hmm. uh, great uncle was it great uncle or uncle? I think great uncle. I think at this great point. uncle. His great uncle was Joe Roth Center. Oh wow! On the uh, 1975 Cal team that uh, was the co-champion of the Pac-12. That's a legit. That's a very legit legacy. Yeah. <laughs> A good one too. It's a very good one. Um, I mean, I haven't seen the tape on him, but uh, from what I've been hearing, he's just one of those big body guys. Big guy, big frame. Yeah, can put some more weight on him without mm-hmm. compromising his explosiveness. Yep. So, so I mean, that's fine. Good I mean, to get someone this early. Yeah, and we start off. We start off with a bang. We start off with basically what we need help on yeah. most is D line bodies. Maybe a little bit of linebackers. That soon. too. Yeah. Yeah. Linebackers, I think linebackers is a must. Yes. This recruiting cycle, yeah, like five, <laughs> please. I'll take as many of them as we can. Yeah, I mean, granted, our our we only play like two of them at a time, but true. But granted, our luck with how we've done with linebackers and how they've transferred or they've quit football or they've moved on. I think we need like eight. Granted, like three are gonna <laughs> leave or yeah. not play football <laughs> at a certain point. Um, who knows? But who knows? Um. But yeah, that's that's the only recruiting talk we have yeah. of this week. It's it's, a, it's been pretty it's a pretty slow week, um, which is good for every other thing that we have to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but let's move on to uh, some off season football talk. Uh, just let's just talk about the schedule for this just spring. A few key dates for you people. Yeah. So spring football starts uh, March seventh at three thirty. That is a Monday, um, but that is the first. Uh, day of the f- spring football schedule. Uh, all these practices are open to the mm-hmm. public. Uh, you can come watch. Sometimes I'm there. Sometimes one of our CGB writers are there. Yeah. Uh, the Cal Rivals guys are there. Ryan Gorsey of Scouts always yeah. there. 
Just um, be sure of when you go into the stadium to uh, say hi to Dog. Yes, he will be. He's usually sitting there. Sometimes, yeah, no, no, he's always there. Sometimes when I walk into the stadium, though, he's he's like gone. I don't know where he is. He's on the field sometimes, or <laughs> yeah. he goes inside because it's cold. But yeah. he's a good guy. He's been there forever. Yeah. So, so give him a go bears as you walk by. Say great day to be a bear. Give him a fist bump. Yeah, and then ask him for a, a what's it a team roster. Yeah, he'll give one to you. He's a good guy. Um, yeah. Highly recommended. <laughs> uh, but just, uh, yeah, just go watch the team practice. I mean, this is going to be a pretty fun spring just because we don't have a quarterback right now. We also so, don't have receivers, so yeah. that'll be fun to yeah. figure out. So everyone's going to be one. mixed and matched. Like, there's there's no first yeah. string, second string, third string. It's legit going to be. It's a legitimate crapshoot. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a centrifuge. They're going to throw <laughs> stuff in there and see what stays at the bottom and the only rises the, to the top. The only only names I can think of that would be written in stone at this point would, in terms of the skill positions, like quarterback and running back, wide receiver, would, not? would be Trey Watson and Vic, one or two. One, 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 a, one a, B. Yeah, 1A, 1B. With Calfani as their changeup. Exactly. And then also, uh, I think Milky Stovall in the slot, I think that's a surefire yeah. surefire written in already yeah i'll i'll take it yeah and then jordan jordan duncan will be in the two deep at a somewhat receiver yeah, position probably the z yeah i'd think or yeah. no usually you put your best receivers at the x yeah so but lawler played at the z last year it doesn't really matter it, yeah because the they're going to move them around everywhere um, it's just it's the z and the y play on the same side and the x and the h play on the same side so, so you want unless you're going trips which exactly. just screws everything yeah. up um, so other than that, I think oh, I, I'll put one more name there too. Uh, Carlos Strickland, I think will be yeah, I can with a doubt of doubt in the two deep. Um, so other than those couple of names, I think yeah. uh, everything else is legitimately up for grabs up for on the offense. Yeah, in the skill positions, offensive line we know a bit. Yeah, defense we know a bit. Yeah, so I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be okay too. Um, and then There's so pro day, yeah. Uh, so all these dates are up on Cal Bears. If you want to check them out, um, go check them out. Yeah. Pro day, pro day. Yeah. Uh, March eighteenth at eight a.m. That is a Friday. Um, that is a day I am not going to. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably find something else to do. <laughs> um, but I mean, so we have five five. Pros now, I guess, since they're not no longer Cal football students, but uh, yeah, it is. I don't know how to say it. Are they are, are they still our players, or are they st- are they professionals now? They, they will soon be professionals. <laughs> Let's see. So Goff, Lasco, Lawler. Lawler, Mustafa Jalil, Trevor Davis, Stephen Anderson, Treggs, um, Cragen, uh, Cragen. Stephen McClure. I'm sure Darius White will run. White, yeah. We'll do the measurements. He should do some of that. Yeah. Um, I mean, none of our linebackers have graduated. Like, none of them are I guess Jalen Jefferson, but he's... Yeah. He graduated, but I'm not sure he's a pro player at this point. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, of those 10... Darius Powell. Darius Powell. Oh, yes, Darius Powell. So 11. Makes 11 or so. Yeah. So, I mean, out of those 11, five were invited to the NFL Combine. Yeah. Um, which was Goff, Lasko, Anderson, Davis, and... Um, With Lawler? Lawler. Lawler. That's right. Those were the five out of 
our eleven that yeah. were that were invited. There's a couple of scouts have been very high on Trevor Davis. So well, because of his speed, they yeah. love his speed. He'll get the chance to make his mark. He's yeah, a fast guy. Um, so other than that, I mean, those guys. Other than those guys, the other guys don't won't have a chance to showcase everything other than at Cal Pro Day. Yeah, I mean, there are also regional combines now. Exactly, but we'll but, see who goes to one of those. Yeah, but at this point, I mean, if we're having our own on our home turf, I highly doubt they go to any other timing day. They'll go to some place that they're they're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, they're that they're. That they won't have any nerves doing, running the forty, you know, doing the doing and a long. Trakes is trying to get under exactly four four or something yeah. like that. He's trying to run like a four three, I yeah. think. It's where you get the money. Yeah. Um, so in that in that sense, this might be the last time you'll ever see any of these guys step foot on Memorial Stadium on on command field playing football. Yeah. This is this is the last time you'll see them. Uh, yeah, we couldn't bribe Jared enough. No, no. Um, but I believe it's open to the public starting at 9 a.m. Um, the measurements downstairs in the gym is not available to public. It's only available to probably the media and the scouting staff. It's not available to most people either. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure what they're measuring down there. No. Um, but, I mean, it is fun. I mean, last year I went to Pro Day and I covered it for Golden Blogs. I ran into Freddie Tagaloa, who's a former Cal guy, now at Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, I also ran into Richard Rogers, um, who's just – Visiting, I guess. Yeah. Um, watching, who was it that year? Uh, Michael Lowe um, and uh, Chris Harper. Yeah, uh, do his measurements. Didn't have too many people last year. Yeah, it was only two guys, and then there was a San Diego State or San Jose State guy that was there too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's fun to see this. I mean, when are you ever going to get to see like all these NFL scouts? You know, wearing either a visor that has their team name or a shirt or polo that has their team name, walking around. Yeah taking measurements of Cal guys and stuff like that. So it's, it's an interesting experience. It's fun. Um, so yeah. if you have the time on a Friday at 8 a.m., 9 a.m. to come out to Memorial, yeah. please do it. Give the Browns guy a wedgie <laughs> just so he knows that his life sucks still. <laughs> but don't actually do that. Be nice to everyone. Yes, yes. Please, please. And then, you know, give a pat on the back to the Carolina Panther scout. Just yeah. Maybe next time, buddy. Kick the Broncos scout in the nads. Uh, <laughs> and, this, and then you could probably... It, Send that to Elway. Yeah. Take that back, you horse face bastard. <laughs> um, and then the last date uh, that we have down here is the spring game, April 16th at 11 a.m. So last year they had it as like this. They called it the spring football experience. Yeah. Because it was during, I think, Cal Day mm-hmm. um, where all the prospects. No, it wasn't on Cal Day, actually. They had it on a different day from Cal Day. Oh, was it? Yeah, last year was the one time that they did, I think, or a couple of years ago or something. I don't know. I could be wrong. I just remember there was a lot of people there last year. Yeah, we there were quite a few. We took a lot of pictures on the field. We did. That was fun. We did. We had a lot of fun. I'm down to do that again. That yeah, was a lot of fun. I think I got sunburned last time. <laughs> yeah, we, I did not put enough sunblock on. No, it I was didn't blazing. put any. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we got several requests for our pictures by actual players. Yep, yep. Um, this one... This is time. It's actually pretty fun. Yeah. Um, they give you a lot of free stuff. Last year, they gave away uh, free footballs. Yeah. The first 250 people, which I just stood in line for and got. Um, nice. It was one of those half football, half autograph balls. Yeah. So I kept that and then went to fan experience this year at the beginning of the season and got the entire offense to sign the ball. So nice. Every single wide receiver and I think running back and quarterback and offensive lineman. Has, is, has signed Cole Webb. Cole Webb is on there. It's yes. very distinct because Cole Webb's name is right above the California sign. Oh, and then right next to his is Dykes. But 
somehow I went through the running back, the wide receivers first. Mm-hmm. But I got Jared's name to come right underneath the little mini nice. sign that says California football. And it's just smack dab in the middle. So who knows? This might be worth a yeah. lot of money down the road. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, speaking of autographs, I found we've been going, we found a bunch of my great grandfather's old stuff. Uh-huh. And so he has a birthday card from what would have been, a, or what was his uh, 93rd birthday. With the uh, 2003 team on there. Wow. I spent a good 20 minutes looking for Aaron Rodgers' signature. I could not find it. At that point, it was just scribbles. There yeah. were a lot of just scribbles. Like, yeah. you can't I really... found J.J. Arrington's, okay. and that was the biggest one that I could find. And I'm sure Rodgers is somewhere on there. It has yeah. to be. There's one number eight, but I, it wasn't him. So... So, but we don't know who the number eight at that point on the defense was uh, at that I point. Can't, I don't think it was Mickey Pimentel at that point, so... But we also found, I actually want to put something out there. If anyone um, is a historian or anything, we found a bunch of uh, big game newspapers. Wow. Dating back to about 1920, 30 era. Wow. So they're actually sitting in my car right now. (laughs) So I need to bring them inside. A couple of them are framed. Like I put the 1951 one on Twitter. Wow. So... Just stuff like that. It's amazing. They're all yellowed, and they uh, unintentionally yeah. <laughs> make bad puns <laughs> or just lewd jokes. Speak, speaking of memorabilia, you yeah. you got a shout-out this week or last week from a Coach Mariucci yeah. no, on Twitter. Yeah, I found a picture of him with my great-grandpa, and I put that on there. And I don't know. I I met Steve Mariucci once. I think I was four years old and he was giant because he's six <laughs> four. So it's been like twenty years since he actually coached a Cal. Yeah. He co- he was one and done in ninety six yeah, and yeah. then he went to coach the 49ers and He did pretty well there. Yeah. He well. was unjustly let go, then yeah. kinda went to the shit show and the Lions drafted oh. a bunch of wideouts and it, that whatnot. did not go well. Actually I have a story about Matt Millen. He was uh doing ca- the Cal UCLA game last year. Uh-huh. And I, I managed to talk to him before the game and asking him about which prospects he liked. And I brought up Eric Kendricks on UCLA, and he's like, oh, I don't, he's not as good as Miles Jack. I don't think he's too great. And I'm, I'm thinking in the back of my head, you're wrong, dude. Yeah. First round pick, right? Yeah. He did great with Minnesota this year. Who's got it now, yeah. Matt Millen? <laughs> I can out-GM you in my sleep. <laughs> Ruined Detroit, you bastard. Okay, and we're going past that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so the spring game, April 16th, 11 a.m., Memorial yeah. Stadium. Um, Be there or don't. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a time where you get to meet the players afterwards on the field, take pictures, get autographs, whatever you want to do. So if you want to get an early early jump on getting some autographs and pictures yeah. with some of the players for next year, it's a good, it's a good op. Because um, one, the players are on the field, so they're walking yeah. around so you can kind of grab anyone. Two, they're not sitting down, so it, it, it's like a better picture. Because we're at Fan Experience, everyone's sitting behind a table, so it's kind of weird, awkward to take a picture. Mm-hmm. But this is like, you know, everyone's standing. You can kind of get – they're all wearing their practice jersey with all their shells and everything. So it's yeah. a little bit better of a picture, in my opinion. Um, but that's just putting it out there yeah, for no real, Yeah, no real stars this year, actually. But no. you know what? Find someone. No, I'm, a, I'm, I'm making I, it a mission to get a picture with uh, – Matt Anderson. <laughs> no. Dylan Klumpf. No, Harry Adolphus. Harry Adolphus. Okay. Punter no. of the future. 
Uh, but but realistically, Vic and Wary, I think, is for me. I yeah. just I really want to pick. No, he could be a star. Yeah. So yeah. Um, with that, let's move on to basketball. Yeah, this is because it's actually happening. Yeah, and it was a fun week. Yeah. Oh, oh boy, I really <laughs> enjoyed watching that Oregon game. And the Oregon State game was less fun because there were so many fouls. And it was it got closer than expected towards yeah, the end um, because we just, just could not make a free apart. throw. <laughs> yeah. Um, but let's let's run through Frickin this. Trace Tinkle. <laughs> Which, by, I mean, we'll get to this, but Trace Tinkle is going to be one heck of a Pac-12 player later down the road, and he's going to. I'm going to be really annoyed because he's he's going to be good. And I hate that we have the same name because he spells it like an asshole. <laughs> it's a, it's a really weird spelling. I've never seen. It's like the Spanish exactly number three. Yeah, but are, are, do they have any Hispanic heritage in them? Um, maybe. Maybe his mom. Maybe okay. She's uh, very white. <laughs> His dad's like six ten, right? Yeah, his dad is huge. I I would make fun of his name, but I would never do it to him just because he's not a guy I could take. There he was, would he would choke slam me. You can you can take just about anyone if you just kick him in the nads and run. But is that really taking someone? Yes, they're down on the ground. You do the old Bobby Hill. That's my purse. I don't know you. Bam. <laughs> Oh okay. Uh, let's go with this. Let's go over uh, some of the stats for this one. Uh, let's the first the Oregon game on Thursday. Oh boy, was this fun? Uh, Cal beats Oregon at home, uh, eighty-three to sixty-three. Yep. Jalen oh. Brown, seven of 16, uh, 16 points, four rebounds, three assists, one block, one steal. Ivan Rab, six of seven, thirteen points, seven rebounds, three blocks. Jabari Bird, star of this game, 9-14, 5-8 from 3, yeah. uh, 24 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals. And, of course, and Sam Singer. With his 11 assists and the return of Tyrone Wallace, who yeah. had 10 points in his return. Which, by the way, Tyrone Wallace, uh, this was his, this, this Oregon game this past Thursday was his first game back. He did not practice. Um, yeah, his rhythm was very off, yeah. to be honest. But, but the fact that he could play just... How many minutes did he play? 28. Played, uh, 28 minutes without practicing. That's pretty good. Practice is for those who need it. Practice? Much like Ellen Iverson. We talk about practice. To say. <laughs> it's true, though. You practice if you need it. That's true. But, yeah, and we need to practice our free throws. Yes, they're, they've dedicated the last 20 minutes of practice to it. Yep. According yep. to Konzo's press conference today. earlier today. Yep. Uh, but, I mean, you look at this. Cal was 9 of 16 as a team from 3. They were 6 of 12 in the line. <laughs> uh, they are more accurate about 7 feet back. <laughs> and more like 8. Aren't you allowed to take free throws further back? Yeah, but it doesn't really help. I think 3s are best when you're going into them in rhythm. That is true, yeah. So you can't just stand there and be like, okay, I'm going to take a set shot from the 3-point <laughs> line. Oh, look, good air. Unless you're, you, you have a certain routine, right? Yeah, unless your name is Kendall Marshall, then yeah. then you can <laughs> set shots from three or Brooke yeah. Lopez. Um, but, I mean, and then you look at the flip side. Oregon went 5 of 18 from three, 12 of 21 from the free throw line. Um, yeah, Oregon, they had trouble this weekend stopping the three-pointers because Stanford shot something like 68% from three against yeah. them. But we just... This was a Bill Walton game, which made it thoroughly enjoyable to watch at home, especially I, since we won. 
I was at this game, so I couldn't listen to that. But I actually went home and rewatched the entire game just mm-hmm. because I wanted to listen to what Bill Walton had to say. He loves him some Sam Singer. I will say that. And Jalen Brown. Yeah. Neither really loves Jalen Brown. Yeah. I'm, I'm very happy about those things because Singer deserves it. Yeah. He's a great passer. Walton was getting on his case for him passing too much. Yeah. And, I mean, one layup that he passed up, he led to a Jabari three. But, you know, I agree for the most part. I mean, him. him yeah. I mean, there's nothing much... 11 assists, that just... Yeah, that's real good. That's that's what you want from your point guard. I think eight of them came in the first half, too. Yeah, yeah, he had eight in the first half. He's really good at passing the ball. <laughs> really good. Which means we are going to have a good year with him playing, running the point next year. Yep, and that, yeah. Uh, I think for me personally, looking at this stat sheet, the two stats that won it for us is Cal points in the paint, 46, Oregon 22. Mm-hmm. Cal second chance points twenty seven Oregon eight. I think that's where we want it. I yeah, mean, the offensive rebounding disparity isn't too big, but we just scored off of those offensive yeah. turn, offensive rebounds. So yeah, just I mean Ty Wallace got four of those offensive rebounds, so that's a good sign. Yeah, and Ivan had three. I mean, Ivan's rebounding like I don't I I read his stats and I still don't fully comprehend it because. It's just amazing. Like his, his he he's gets got some magnets. <laughs> I mean, you and I have both have, have watched some of these games from Meteoro, and the way he grabs those rebounds just goes up with one hand and <laughs> snatches it. It's it's amazing. He's mm. underneath the basket on in, in one second, and then by the time he jumps and grabs a rebound, he's at the free throw line. He has some just huge range as yeah. far as grabbing the and rebounds. Very good instincts on where the ball is going to vice grips for yeah. hands exactly. I'm afraid to shake his hand. Yeah. Like, I think I might. he might just, by mistake, just kind of maybe yeah. spaz his hand a little, and then my hand's broken. I just, I say admire from afar. <laughs> like a good stalker. Stalking is bad. It is. Stalking. I do not recommend it. <laughs> no. No, we do not. I mean, I don't know if you saw the Deadpool this weekend, but that's how it starts. Oh, that is my goal to watch tonight. Tonight, I am going to go watch that movie. It was very good. I can only imagine. I heard Ryan Reynolds, this was his. This was a role meant for him. Yeah, because it's a little like watching superhero Van Wilder. Okay. But okay. kind of toned down. Or not toned down, really, but... Maybe more vulgar. Oh, a lot more vulgar <laughs> and a lot more violent, obviously. Of course. So. It's a solid movie. It wasn't... I don't think it was anything too new, but no. it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, seven and a half out of ten. Okay, and that anything else about this Oregon game? I um, mean, this was a thrashing. So yeah, Oregon was first place in the conference before this too. Exactly, so. they actually I, had the f- number one RPI in the country as well. Yeah, we dropped them to three after this loss. Kiss. So kiss my ass, Phil Knight. Which I'm still confused about because I'm look. I looked at the top twenty five rankings this morning. Um, right, but let's. They only drop like, five slots, it's, right? It's incredible. I mean, they they lost to us at, at at our home, which granted we have the best home advantage in the country. Yeah, um, but we are the weirdest team in the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the same time, they lost to Stanford at Stanford as well, mm-hmm. um, and they don't they don't. I mean, they're up and down at home, so mm-hmm. I can understand that maybe they didn't drop that much playing us, even though yeah. we spanked them, but. Dropping five, losing the two unranked teams. Like, yeah, 
They should have at least dropped out of the tw- a top twenty. I mean, they're yeah. they're sitting at sixteen right now. So I'm just confused yeah. as to how all they, this works. I don't know. I think everybody's stupid. So. Yeah. Um, and let's move on to uh, Saturday. Yes, the game that I went to. Uh, yes, uh, Cal, Oregon State. Cal wins eighty-three to seventy-one. Good God, there are so many free throws. <laughs> I ended up talking to one of the other reporters next to me for most of the game, and we were just pissed every time they called a foul. And they called a lot of them. They did. And uh, what Wallace finally got us over 50% or near the end, too, by making about 7 of 8. Wallace shot 11 of 18 from the free throw line. He shot 18 free throws. Yeah, and Matthew shot 10. And... That's not even, that's a little more than half of what we shot. We shot 44 free throws. There were, let's see, um, 54 fouls called in this game. <laughs> Only, uh, well, two guys for Oregon State fouled out, Drew Banks and uh, Olaf Schaftenar, who was then deported after the game for what Jalen Brown did to it. <laughs> oh, can we talk about that one yes, for a second? I, um, I was right behind like, you know the view that you get from Presser yes, over there. Yes. So You got a great view of that yeah, dunk. Where he went up. And then and, up. And then he got propelled a little <laughs> higher. It's like, uh, oh, God, I think it's Tom Chambers jump, dunking on, uh, I think, Kevin Johnson. Just where he goes for the big, like, two-handed dunk, gets a knee on the guy, and then goes even higher. It was that. It, um, uh, ben Parker, who's also one of our fellow colleague rivals people yeah whatever he does cow rivals yeah we talked about it he compared it to the uh sean kemp on alton lister dunk yeah the yep. lister blister yeah it, it was it had that too it's the brown to pound town no it's bad implications <laughs> no um it for me since it was the, the all- roundhouse kick so since it was the all-star weekend it had a bit of that uh I don't remember. I don't know if you remember this, but that Vince Carter elbow dunk, yes. you know, where he got up his arm straight up and then just threw it down where he gets his elbow, he gets his arm in the rim. That, his, that happened in Oakland, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I watch that. I love that. Vince that's Carter one of my favorite, my favorite dunks. players. Yeah, um, but it did remind me of that where he gets his arm extension fully up and then you see the ball kind of it stops for like a second. It stops yeah. going up for about maybe half a second and then. After he makes contact, the ball goes up maybe like another six inches yeah. and then gets thrown down. I'm pretty <laughs> sure his head got at least level with, with the rim, yeah. with the rim it had not to be. higher. Yeah. Because his arm was, ball was above the square yeah. at that point. So just threw it down. Yeah, I tweeted this out after after the Oregon State game. I said, Jalen Brown's winning the dunk contest next year. Yeah. Oh, he could. <laughs> Zach Levine, he coming for you. I mean, throw it down, pure, big man. The pure power and just explosiveness that he got off that jump to throw that down on Shaftenar. Yeah, it was imp- it was impressive to say the least. It was revenge on all the other Shaftenars. <laughs> wow! I mean, I literally jumped out of my seat like a. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I yelled, which is frowned upon at press row. I I typed in capital letters for the next minute or so. <laughs> I don't know. I might have just mumbled something in tongues if I saw that on press road. <laughs> just trying to do your best uh, Jim Ross impression. <laughs> By God, King. put him through the table. Oh, 
Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown. I don't uh, who I don't know who was on Pac-12 networks uh, calling the game, it was but Ted Robinson and someone else. They can't really capture the gravitas of the uh, yeah moment. I <laughs> hate Ted Robinson with a passion. So <laughs> remember the, co- the not the color commentator, but the analyst guy. I don't I can't remember who it was. It was Kevin. Um, I can't remember his name. Uh, but Calabro. He, it might have been, um, yeah. and he just said this. I don't usually say this during the year, but this might be the dunk of the year in the Pac-12. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I thought it, it might have. I thought it might have been the dunk of the night until I saw the dunk contest. Yeah. So um, he did not, unfortunately, did not make it on the SC top ten. Yeah, you kind of get so. overshadowed by yeah. the best dunkers in the world, but that was the best in-game dunk I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, in person too. Yeah. It's just and. Jabari Bird had some nice ones, too. He had that follow-up on Sam's layup miss, I think. Uh, And against Oregon, he had the reverse dunk off the backdoor cut, which was nasty. Yeah. And that wasn't even like a... I was amazed at how high he got up just because he runs baseline, stops on the other side of the basket, gets the pass from Singer, and then just jumps straight up and then throws it reverse. It was... I mean... I've the only only time I've ever seen that is like by seven footers, you yeah. know, who just get it in the post and just jump up and throw it back. I've never seen a six six guy do that before. Jabari, we don't see as much of his uh, as much of his athleticism, yeah, as we should, yeah. But he's super athletic. I mean, you see it in some of those floaters that he gets too. Oh, yeah, he just hangs in the air for a long time. I mean, he's he's. I mean, I said this after the game he's was a over. Prototype. Yeah, and people have asked me, they're like, why why haven't we seen this side of Jabari? This might be the healthiest we've seen Jabari Bird in his Cal career. Man, this season, I think. May he's just he's getting it now. Yeah, everything's starting to click. And I, if oh, we saw it at the end of his freshman year. We did in, in the NIT there. Yeah. But this is even better. Yeah, this is this is not this does not compare. And this I think because we have Conzo Martin, who is a defensive-minded coach, and he yeah. puts so much emphasis on the defensive side. He's having more fun playing offense because he's, he's having fun playing. He's defense. doing really well yeah. on the defensive side, too. Exactly. Something you couldn't have said a year or two ago. Uh-uh. Definitely not. And, uh, I mean, Coach Nicodemus has done a marvelous, marvelous job with this team. Um, yeah, just, just conditioning-wise. It's, in, it's insane. Um, I feel yeah. like Jabari's – I mean, we saw it a little bit freshman year, but I feel like he's jumping higher now. Yeah, and he played 37 minutes against Oregon <laughs> State, too. Which, just reading this stat line, 9 of 14, 4 of 8 from 3, 23 points, 7 rebounds, and 4 assists. Yeah, he played 35 against Oregon, too. So he's just a supremely talented player who's finally getting his due. Which, by the way, Pac 12 Player of the Week. Yeah. Jabari Bird. Yeah. Um, Second time a Cal Players won it this year yep. after Ty Wallace won it the first week of the season. Which, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, this this upcoming week, um, got the Washington schools. Yep, Cal plays Washington University of Washington on Thursday, and then I believe Washington State on Saturday or yeah. Sunday, one or the other. Um, we need a win. Yeah, I think we can beat both this team, these teams. Yeah, I don't trust a Lorenzo Romar coach team in anything. Yeah, because I've seen him make so many baffling decisions. It's funny. I'm still not sure why he's still a coach there. <laughs> I'm surprised they have not fired him yet. It's probably because Andrew Andrews is balling this year. Yeah. he's to- Romar is a totally nice guy. Yeah. I will say that. Totally cool. But I just don't think he's the best coach no. of anything. No. 
Um, but I think if, I mean, from what we've seen of how we locked down Trey Holder ASU, right? Mm-hmm. How we locked down uh, Gabe York when we played University of Arizona. Arizona. How we locked down uh, semi Trey Stinkle and Gary Payton when we played. Gary Payton, he didn't have too many opportunities, yeah. which was a good sign. We love, we just we just did not let him do anything. And then mm-hmm. also uh, in the Oregon game with uh, Elgin Cook and Dylan of course, and Brooks and right? Brooks, yeah, we yeah. just defensively we just kind of semi shut them down. If we can do that against. Aaron Andrews or Andrew Andrews. Aaron uh, Andrews is what we're going to call him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if we can do that against we, the two na- the one named phenom. Yep. Yep. It's horrible. <laughs> Andrew Andrews, you've got to be the worst freaking parents on this earth. God. Unless his dad's named Andrew Andrews and he's like Andrew, Andrew Andrews, Andrews the, the second second or third or fifth or whatever. Yeah, I mean the only the only name that I see that's that's cool out of the paper we're looking at right now is Gary Payton the second. Yeah, GP two. It's yeah. just an awesome name. He's not the mitten. Yeah, the mini glove. Yeah, he. I have heard he does not like that. He does not like being called the mitten. Yeah, and he's he's good, a athletic kid. Yes, yeah. he'll get go. his shot in the NBA. Oh, no, totally. Sure. He'll be a late first rounder. Yeah, I could see him having success somewhere like Memphis. Yeah, being being the heir apparent to Tony Allen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that pretty much wraps up our basketball talk for the men's. I mean this this week it was just fun. It was just a yeah. fun week of basketball. None of us were stressed watching the game. No, it was. It was just I felt smooth. good enough to safely go to dog training class <laughs> with like five minutes left in the Cal Oregon game. Yeah, this was. I mean, it was forty two twenty four at halftime. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, I listened to the rest in the car. <laughs> <laughs> um, so moving on to the women's. Um, this was a half fun week for the women's. Yeah, they got um, beaten down by ASU, but that's to be expected because ASU is the best team in the conference. Yeah. So Cal loses to ASU 64 to 49. Um, Cal played with seven players. And missing their top scorer in a big way. Yeah. Which was a coach's decision not to play. So there was a lot of rumors um, circulating about why Ningwe did not play um, at the CSU game. I think she punched out a Clippers equipment staff guy. <laughs> oh, he keeps getting in the way, man. <laughs> oh boy. Um, so there, I, yeah. So there were rumors about you know maybe there was a discord in the locker room between the coach, um, stuff about it. But they both came out this week and they both emphatically denied it. Um, they both said it's just it was just one of those where she, I don't think I think Coach Gottlieb basically said she she felt like she wasn't ready to play yeah. um, that day. So, but then look what happens. She plays the next the next game against Arizona. Plays thirty or uh, plays twenty three minutes and, and scores twenty four points. Yeah, without missing a single shot. Yeah, she was eight of eight from the field, eight of eleven from the free throw line, and this is for uh, the California Arizona game, which Cal won seventy five to fifty six. My guess is she was like hungover or something. <laughs> which, admittedly, I think you play better hungover. Do you? But you're more dehydrated. Well, you gotta hydrate during the game, okay. but. Whenever I've been sick, I've played better at sports. <laughs> is so. it because you get into the zone quicker? Yeah, you just your mind is outside your it's like consciousness. You're thinking, Dude, 
You're the like da na 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 na. No wait, the, like the, 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 it's the, always sunny. Or the there. Blake Griffin Kia commercials, the in the zone ones. Yeah, where it's like, look at this. It's the perfect balance of peanut butter and jelly in the sandwich. Exactly. <laughs> you get in that zone, and you just kind of once you have your stroke down, and you you're not worried about oh god, am I making minuscule ad- adjustments to everything? Yeah. And you're just kind of shooting, and yeah. oh, it goes in. Yeah. Where you're not thinking about it, you're just letting yeah. the body just flow, yeah. making shots. So yeah. that's the way to go. Um, so yeah, I mean, Chris and Ingray, twenty-four points, only three rebounds, but and six turnovers. Yeah. Uh, but Cal beats Arizona handily. Yeah, um, on Valentine's Day, love yeah. in the afternoon, as Bill Walton would talk about. Yeah. So Cal is now three and women's team is now three and eleven in the Pac-12. Uh, men's team is seven and five in the Pac-12. I don't think the women's so, teams won a game on the road either. So. Yeah. They're <laughs> lucky only once. <laughs> All right. What happens in Haas goes together with Haas. Exactly. Hostile territory does not travel. <laughs> but now we move on to a segment that we actually have now. Questions. Yes. Questions from random people. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. All right. The first one comes from Adam Butler at TacHoopsAB uh, on Twitter. Cool. He says, how will Sam Singer's minutes at point guard be affected by Ty Wallace's return? Trace? Well, I'm going to quote the great Scott Steiner here and say his minutes, actually, they won't drastic go down. Yeah. But they, they won't go down too much. I think Singer has acquitted himself in his play. Yeah. And that they can use Ty as more of a combo guard, off guard. Because he works very well when he's playing off the ball. He does a lot of things. He can drive off the ball, just draw people in that way. And just having him be a secondary ball handler instead of the primary one running the offense, it makes us more efficient. Yeah. So... I mean, we'll see a bit less from Sanger, but I think Sanger will start for the next couple of weeks at the very least. Yeah. And Ty has said, and this is just on the opposite side, Ty has said after the Oregon game, they asked him, so what What are you? What What position are you? He said, I'm a point guard. Yeah. Sam's a point guard. I'm a point guard. We're both point guards. Like, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. And if you have two guys now with very, very distinct skill sets that play the point guard position, one who creates for others by getting himself baskets, yeah. and then another who creates by just driving and just using his court vision and passing. That's just that's just two different ways you can get baskets. It's Kobe versus Steve Nash, essentially. Exactly. Except Sam Sanger is way better at defense than Nash ever yeah. was. Yeah. Um, so so there's that. I, th- I don't think it changes much. No. No, no. We'll see a little bit of a minutes reduction from Sanger, but no more than there already is. No, and I... And realistically, it's going to go game by game. If you're playing a team without a traditional center, Rooks and Okoro, their minutes go down drastically, yeah. and we play more singer and tie and all those wing guys. But then if we play a team like, let's say, a, a Colorado or a Utah, then the minutes get a little and more and more evened out and a little bit lower across the board just because you have to implement you minutes. You have to guard Purtle the turtle. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, next question. Next question comes from Joel... Oh, I'm going to butcher his name. Uh, Chow? It's T-C-H-A-O. Chow. Yeah. Uh, Twitter handle, J-T, uh, J-Chow. J-Chow. Chow? Chow. Uh, anyways, yes. What will the impact of Spavital's, Spavital be on Cal's offense? Any plays that Cal should steal from Texas a Um, 
the ones that they get touchdowns from, apparently. But what I've heard that were the problem that they had at Texas A&M was that they ran a lot of side to side stuff. Yeah, a lot of bubble screens. A lot of bubble screens, but and we already do that. We already do about ninety five percent of what they did there. There were just some specifics that were left off because you know each team. Being a coach, you want to play to the strengths of your players, not just to implement a system and hope you have the players to do it. You need to play to your strengths. And I think one of our strengths is intermediate passing game over the middle in combination in concerto with the screen game. And then we have deep passes on top of that. It's a layered system. So I don't think too much will change. If anything, Sonny, I think, will balance out Spavadol's yeah. play calling. I know he said that Spavadol is going to control more of the play calling. Yeah, but, but I think that's. At, I mean, but he gets to control the flow of the game, right? So yeah. I think at some points he'll just say, "All right, we got to back off the bubble screens a little bit," and they'll work that all out. I think yeah. before the season starts, they'll say, "You know, we will run this amount, you know, percentage wise." They'll figure out this is what works, this is what doesn't, yeah, this is yeah. what we have the guys for, exactly. this is what we don't, so on and so forth. So I could see. I could see us running a few more bubble screens, but I hope we don't. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. The amount we play right now, I think, is at the That's at fine. the right set. Um, but Maybe a little too much for me. I think if we steal some of those running plays that they did with the quarterback, yeah. their their quarterback set runs that they used to run with Johnny Football, Kenny Hill, yeah, um, Kyler Murray, because those guys were runners, so yeah. they they could easily do it. And it's not. It looks like a zone read, but it actually isn't. It's already a set yeah. run, designed run for the quarterback. Um, of course, that depends on who becomes our next quarterback. Yeah. Um, but could be Forrest, could be Bowers, could be Rubenzer, could be Rubenzer, could be uh, Gilliam, Gilliam, and so Sir Gilliam. Yeah, but any of those guys, they're runners. So who knows? Realistically, yeah. I think if we steal some of those, that would be nice. Um, and last, we have a plethora of questions uh, from one of my dear friends, uh, Alan Hahn. He uh, asks a whole bunch of questions. Are you ready to run through these? Oh, I'm always ready. All right, here That's we go. That's why I'm here. <laughs> you hit the ground running. Uh, I don't run very much anymore. <laughs> I probably should, though. Greatest Cal sports ambassador not named Mike Silver? Um, I'm going to say Natalie Coughlin. Oh, oh, that is a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Just because she's at Cal yeah. training yeah. from time to time, and, you know, she's world-renowned, one of the yeah. best swimmers in history. Not too hard to look at either. So, you know, it I'm helps. I might put Marshawn up there now, too. Yeah. He's pretty good. I mean, he in his uh, NBC intros or whatever, he's, he usually said <laughs> Oakland Ice City. Yeah. Which I appreciated on a certain <laughs> level. Yeah. Um, the Mount Rushmore, or this is the next one. The Mount Rushmore of Cal student athletes. Okay. Ooh. It's So what do we get? Five? Five? Four? Four? four. Should we, should we put in a fifth? Let's just do five because we will probably need an extra uh, one. Yeah. So I'm going to have to – we have to go beyond just the recent knowledge. Though. Exactly. That's what I yes. think. we got to go back. So I'm going to say Joe Cap. Okay. Because he has to be on there. Okay. I, I'm going to go with a recent one. I'm going to put Alex Morgan up on there. Yeah. Um, okay, that's two. Let's see. What other sports are there? Maybe. Just it's hard to rationalize which ones you should put on there because 
they didn't accomplish too much at Cal, yeah. but they accomplished a lot in the pros. Yeah. I'm going to put Jason Kidd on there just for... Yeah. Just he brought basketball to new heights. Tony Gonzalez, I think, is another one I'd put up there just because... I'm not sure I'd say for his Cal stuff, though. That is true. But he's one of the first ones to play both sports both, and yeah. play well in both sports. Yeah. So that's the only thing. That's the only way I would put yeah. it up there. But and then, let's see. What's a non-big sport? Maybe... Maybe Coglin or Missy Franklin for the last one. Yeah, Nathan Adrian as well. Nathan Adrian, yeah. You could fill a whole freaking mountain range. Yeah. You could I'll be with with every single cow swimmer that have ever has ever been an Olympian, that's there's a lot on there. Yeah, it's like that uh, episode of Parks and Rec where they have to fill all the time castles. <laughs> it's pretty much uh, like that. Yes, but that if I were to say I'll I'll just say my four right now is Joe Cap. Natalie Coughlin, I can see Alex Morgan, and I'll, um, I won't go with uh, Gonzalez for the last one. I'll go with um, Kid. Kid, yeah, you got to go with Jason Kid. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm in the, I'm in agreement with you. That's yeah. just um, it's tough. There's there's a lot. Um, yeah, and that's leaving out like. Some of the more recent great football players like Marshawn and exactly. Aaron Rodgers and, and Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun and uh, Shane Vereen and Javid. Justin Forsett and Javid. And uh, there's a lot of basketball players yeah. I can start naming too. Jerome uh, Randall. Randall, Patrick uh, Christopher, yeah. Theo. Alan Crabb. Crabb people. David Kravish. Yes. Lenny uh, Kravish. <laughs> Leon Poe. Leon Poe. Oh, yes, Leon Poe. Show. Ayende Chewbacca. Uh, Sharif Abdurrahim. He was only there for a year. Yeah. I'm still. Yeah. Lamont uh, Murray. Lamont Murray, yes, definitely. Kevin, Kevin Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. So, I mean, there's been some weird stuff about Kevin Johnson as of late, so yeah. I wouldn't put him on there, but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. Pete Newell. Pete Newell. I mean, he's not technically a student athlete. I think he went to Indiana. No. But, I mean, he was. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I've, if we're not counting coaches, so. Yeah, if we're counting coaches, that's a whole different story. Yeah, there's a lot more. But, like, Pappy Waldorf. And, oh, definitely. Ah, uh, God, who's the coach in the 20s? Would you put Tedford up there? Well, he has the most wins. Yeah. So and I, he did put us on the map. As far as football coaches go, yeah. yeah because they haven't had too many. Yeah. I'm thinking of Andy Smith. That was the other guy. Ah. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah. yeah, you'd have to put him up there just because he brought a dead program back to prominence. Yeah. And believe me, it was dead. I was there. <laughs> and then first play, 2002, Cal Baylor, halfback pass. Ugh. I don't know if you've ever watched the highlight I have of that. Not, I have not seen this. But it was uh, Kyle Bowler was the quarterback at the time. Oh. Throws it to the side, behind the line to Terrell Williams, who was left-handed. Throws it to a wide-open David Gray. 30 yards between him and any Baylor defender. <laughs> they win that game 70 to 22. Oh. They scored 35 points in the first quarter. And I think it was uh, three offensive touchdowns and two pick sixes. <laughs> <laughs> Baylor was god awful then, but it, it felt great. And they beat, they beat Stanford after a long time, tore down the goalposts, marched yeah. them down Bancroft. It was a good time. Uh, it was a good year. Yeah. Let's move on to the next one. Who is the next great Cal running back? Is um, he even on the roster? I'd have to say Vic has the biggest chance of being the next great Cal running back. Mm-hmm. He seems like that type of guy. Yeah. Just 
big bruising Marshawn like. I mean, he isn't quite as entertaining and hasn't driven a golf cart around yet. <laughs> but we'll get him there, people. We'll get there. Um, what about not on the roster yet? Not on the roster yet. So, like, let's say any other incoming freshmen or prospective recruits that we're going after. Honestly, I don't know enough prospective recruits. <laughs> I think I've, I've watched one highlight reel tape of Najee Harris. He wow. could be it. Yeah. Wow. I, I don't I don't know have any other words to explain it. I mean, yeah. no wonder he's a five star running back who's a top ten overall recruit. I just there's just yeah. Antioch. Yeah. Wow. Um, next one. How many Pac-12 basketball teams will go to the tournament? I said eight, jokingly earlier, but I think it'll probably be seven. Yeah, I'm thinking six or seven. Depending on how the ladder in the tournament Just plays out, both Oregon schools or wait, no, not Oregon State. I'm I'm not sure they'll get there. The, so or, University of Oregon, Arizona, Arizona USC, C, UCLA, UCLA, us, us, um, and then the other Utah. Uh, Utah is the sixth, and then that seventh spot I think is a crapshoot between Colorado, no, Oregon, Oregon State, State, and um, Washington. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a crapshoot between those three. Yeah, I could see that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, but much like Kevin Garnett said, anything is possible. Yeah. Except most years where I saw this stat where a league where a conference has sent more than four or five schools to the most tournament. Most of them lose in the first round. Yeah. Not many make it, uh, to the sweet 16. Yeah. So. Usually Oregon's good for a sweet 16 run. They've yeah. done it a couple times recently. They did that with Kazemi a few years back. Yeah. Um, they did it with, uh. Uh, I, I can't. I, this name's come not in my head right now. Um, we'll go on. Minnesota transfer guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. he was good. Next one. Uh, can Cal win more than two road games in the final four road contests in conference I play? I think we can beat Washington State and Arizona State. Yeah. I think Washington is coin flippy. Yeah. And then Arizona's probably not. Yeah. Sean Miller's going to use his douchebag powers on us. God, I hate that guy. You know, he must have been the, like, unfavored sibling. Compared to Archie? Yeah. Archie just seemed so much happier and less (laughs) douchebag looking. We apparently were after him, too. And he did not want to coach in the same conference as his brother, which is why he did not come to Cal. I could see that happening. I could see some childhood bullying coming into effect there. (laughs) Older brothers, they're crafty, man. I don't know if you have an older brother, but... I do not. I do not. Yeah. It doesn't... I mean, mine was 10 years older than me, so there's <laughs> obviously a size difference there. <laughs> but... but you, mean, were, you were 10 when he was 20, so there's... Yeah. That's, a, that's a pretty big... Yeah? Yeah, but I'm, t- I'm bigger than him now, so... Okay. So it, all about, it all worked out in the end. Yeah, no. Um, well, he's a doctor, and I'm sitting here, so that just... <laughs> I think I win. Oh. He has to move to Columbus anyway. <laughs> Sucks for him. The horseshoe. He went to school there, so it's an excuse for me to go over and see a game at the Why not? Ohio One of the most historic stadiums in the country. Yeah, no. It looks like fun. Yeah. I mean, watching that 2012 Cal-Ohio State game on TV oh. and all the people there. I was, I was watching with a friend, and I was sick that weekend. So I was originally going to go to that, but I had to pull out. and It was just seeing Bigelow come alive that way. Oh, like, spin move, spin move, off to the off to the touchdown. Yeah, like I, <laughs> I saw him 
I thought, oh, crap, Maynard's going to drop that snap. Because it was a bad snap, it I was, remember. It was. And he gets to Bigelow, and he just explodes out of that spin oh. move. That, that's that. all the Coach Gould uh, thing where he does the whole drill of having them put their hand on the ground, hand on the ground, hand on yeah. the ground, keep themselves up. Yeah. And then there was the the Braxton Miller blow up of uh, I don't know who it was. Um, there was one running play where Braxton Miller just single handedly destroyed one of our linebackers. Where yeah, just, I try not to remember any of that part. Yeah, that was a bad one. Defense wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. Special teams wasn't that great either. Was, uh, God, Vince was depressed after uh, that game. He's such a good guy too. I can only imagine. I mean. He, Realistically, the point score, he only had to make one out of what the four yeah. attempts he had, three attempts he had. If he had made any, if he had made all three of those, we would have won. Yeah. So, because yeah. we lost by seven. Yeah. And, but I mean, just the, we lost by five. Yeah. No, we, we lost from under a touchdown. Yeah, no, because if uh, there was a penalty on Jacob Bork yeah. that got called yeah. when CJ scored, but you can't win them all. Yeah. You can't win that one, especially. Last question of the day. Uh, comes from one of my buddies, uh, Mr. Uh, Jimmy Lim. Uh, he asks, where do you think Jared Goff ends up? Um, much like Drew Carey, he's going to end up in Cleveland. <sighs> yeah. It's all the little chicks with the crimson lips go Cleveland. Rocks. Yeah. Cleveland I saw an article rocks. on ESPN today that said or ESPN and also Sports mm-hmm. Illustrated, I think, have him going at number two to Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, I think CBS and one other website have him going at number seven to the Niners. The Niners. It could happen. <clears throat> I could see Cleveland trading back. May get Carson Wentz later. Yeah, or maybe even dropping down to get Kackenberg or Cook later on yeah. as well. Because um, they need to shore up on a lot more positions than just yeah. one position. Their line is pretty solid right now. Yeah, but Joe need- Thomas, Mac, Mitch Schwartz. But they need some depth at other positions. I'd say running back is a big one. Wide they receiver. need some wide outs. Defense, they're pretty good. They got Danny Shelton. He's he's a solid player. Uh, Hayden at corner. Yeah, although he tore his ACL this past year. Oh, crap. So he'll be back next season. Yeah, just, that's not good. Yeah. They need uh, a lot. <coughs> Maybe they, they do, can they sell do. Manziel to science. <laughs> um, but other than that, I think, yeah, I don't. Unless, if you're looking at just the straight draft order right now. It's probably going to be Cleveland. Yeah. But you never know on draft night. I yeah, mean, he, some some guy might, you know, give him the King's Ransom. Like, uh, what's it? Uh, Washington, Washington gave to St. Louis to get uh, RG3 at number two. Or Sorry. they do something unexpected. They don't take a quarterback. They He's, take, like, Joey Bosa. <laughs> yeah. Well, if he drops to number two. Yeah, I, I think he will because they've uh, talked about... Uh, Treadwell or... Uh, uh, Tunsil. Tunsil, yeah, yeah. Tunsil going number one overall. Yeah. And maybe him dropping dropping to fourth or fifth. Yeah. Which I think is the Cowboys for one of them. And Cowboy, I think, is a sit at fifth, I think. No. Yeah. No, no, no. Cowboys are four or five. Yeah. One of the two. Yeah. He could go there or he could drop to the Niners if they're so inclined. But I'm not sure they will be. No, I don't think he'll be available at seven. No. He's gone one through six. So if you want him, you got to move up. That's yeah. basically what it comes down to. Yes. We're trying to <laughs> manipulate the draft here. <laughs> we have the insider information. We, we want his name called. Like, Jed York, when, I can run your organization better than you can. Oh. Prove oh, me wrong. He's, yeah, he's not that. Oh, yeah, he's not that great. Yeah. Uh, he deserves every nepotism chant he will ever get. <laughs> 
Uh, which, by the way, I was at a. We talked about this last week, but I was at Super Bowl City. Yeah. And Harbaugh came out, and um, I just remember every single person there. I mean, granted, because it's a local thing, there are a lot of Niners fans. Yeah. Every, someone just started yelling out, "We want Harbaugh." We want Harbaugh, and yeah. he just would not stop. And at first, I don't think he understood what the crowd was yelling. And then one of his guys next to him, you know, whispered in his ear, and then he like smiled, and then he like waved <laughs> at the crowd. Um, and then uh, they led from they went from that one. We want Harbaugh to Jed York out. <laughs> so uh, not happy. Not a lot of happy campers. Chad York is getting what we call in the wrestling business X-Pac heat. Oh. Which is, go away, get off of my TV screen. We don't want you anywhere near this. RK out of nowhere. Yeah. That's basically what needs to happen. I'd, um, I'd take double birds, stunner, <laughs> crack some beer, pour it on him. No, Stone Cold doesn't waste beer unless he's pouring it on himself. That is that is true. What was what was that? Uh, the, do you remember... Uh, what, that X-Pac move that what he used to do where he gets him into the corner and then he like the runs. Bronco Buster. There you go, the Bronco Buster. Oh, wow. That was a very vulgar move. Oh, that whole era was vulgar. Was so. the X, Generation X. Uh, the D-Generation X. D-Generation X and yeah. just the Attitude Era in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can't do a lot of that today. There's no. A, there's no. a lot of gay no. jokes that were in very poor taste yeah. looking back on it. Yeah. The Rock was one of the biggest offenders of it. And, I mean, you had you had a you had a wrestler who was a pimp. That's right. That's right. He was my favorite wrestler at the time. <laughs> I was like seven or eight years old, and I thought, "Hey, this guy's having fun. His music's funky. He's got all the good-looking ladies behind him." <laughs> Until you realized that that came about like nine or ten years later. <laughs> It's like, oh, he's a pimp. That's not good, <laughs> is it? Uh, speaking of wrestlers, my, my pastor just this past weekend, I think, he he uh, got his motorcycle license. Oh. And he just bought a motorcycle, like, just, a, just a Honda, just a regular... Yeah. Just a, I Something don't know. that's not going to kill you. No, not like, a, not like a ninja or anything like that. No, just, a, just... just a regular bike. Um, but I went up to him this past weekend and I said, you know what you should do one day is just... Just uh, ride into service like the Undertaker, like yeah. just you know, because our church doors uh, open up onto the street and they're just two big doors. Yeah, and then the main uh, you hear door the biscuit. <laughs> Keep the main, rolling, rolling. Yeah, the main the main door uh, to our sanctuary is just two big doors too. So he could easily just drive it onto the curb into the church and then just down the yeah. down the pews. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I said, just one day, just one day, please, could you do that? Just, mm. just, just drive it down to to the, the uh, to the altar, park it, get out, do his sermon, boom, pray, end sermon, and then just drive that thing right back to out. the tones of Limp Bizkit. <laughs> <laughs> there, no, there's there's actually supposed to be a character in the WWE who is supposed to be the antithesis of the Undertaker. Who was? Uh, they never ended up doing it just for reasons unknown. I can't think of anyone right they, now. That they put be. promos for it with this guy who's like supposed to be this like angelic figure, all in white and everything. Just so like the opposite of gold dust. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> He's still around, by the way. He is. He yeah. is. Dude's better in better shape than he ever was. <laughs> but they actually they used part of that for. 
a match that if anyone's interested in wrestling, you should watch. It's Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. They had Undertaker come up through the ground type of thing with all the black yeah, hellfire yeah, yeah. brimstone whatnot. And then they had Shawn Michaels come down all white because he's born again awesome. and everything. Have the light shine down, come Heart, down. The heartbreak everything. kid. It's beautiful. One of the best matches ever, too. So. Which, by the way, um, how do you feel this week about, uh, since we're on the topic of wrestling, uh, Daniel Bryan uh, retiring? I'm sad. He, so I only got back into wrestling about, I want to say, November of 2014. Like They were doing the free WWE Network thing, and uh-huh. I thought, you know what? I'll see it. I'll relive a bit of my childhood. Yeah. So I watched back a bit. The Rock is fantastic. Stone Cold Steve Austin is awesome. But I the, the most recent WrestleMania was up, and I decided I'm going to sit through this and watch this. And you see this five foot eight bearded, scruffy little dude. Just beating people up, and he was brute. He was brute force at yeah, that. He is a freaking treat to watch. Yeah. I'm so I got to. I went to the uh, Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania last year. Yeah, and that was one of his last actual matches. And I'm so glad I got to see him because he is so good. Yeah, just he can work a crowd. The yes chant is contagious. Yeah, and I don't know if you've seen. They had one where he was in a cage a couple of years ago, and. Just like he, they'd been doing some bullcrap with him, and he turned back to being good. And you can see him standing in the corner, lining up for his uh, running knee, which is his finisher. Yeah. And you can see him doing the slow yes, yeah. and everybody's doing it with him. Yeah. And it's coordinated, and they show the wide shot of it. And you everyone, can see in the everyone background. just doing yeah. this. I'm doing the motion <laughs> because that does not. Come over uh, radio, on a podcast. It it was his time though. You no. can't have post concussion seizures. Yeah. It's concussions are a real big thing. Yeah, I I I've probably had one at least playing football. I got my bell wrong a couple times, but I kind of shook it off, and I'm realizing now that it was probably a concussion or two. But they're they're a serious issue. Yeah, and I don't. I guess you got to teach people just about everything. That's the only way that anything's ever going to get done. Yeah. So, yeah. But Daniel Bryan, best of luck. Have fun at your hippie retreat, retreats with your model wife. <laughs> Dude has a good life now. So Yeah. yeah. I mean, the one thing he's wanted to do since he was a kid is taken away. But you know what? He could, he he could, could still, still teach. Be, he could still coach. Yeah. Uh, he could still live yeah, in the I sport. Mean, I just, mean, he's made enough money probably for a while. I'm pretty sure he has. He's, He'll make money for appearances. He just wrote a best-selling book. Yeah. He'll be fine. Of course. Just do a little book tour and road tour and yeah. everyone will be there. Um, so that, yeah, pretty much wraps up our show. Yeah. Um, we, I did not think that we had an hour long stuff to talk about. Well, yeah, we ramble a bit, yeah. So. But we did. We talked about Deadpool. We, we talked about wrestling. We we kept rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> I mean, Limp Biscuit. It was a very much a product of the time, but it yeah. was entertaining. It was. It was. Like I remember listening to that to their music. Yeah, I just because I, I don't know if you played NHL hits. I did not. But that it it's a such a fun game, but they the intro screen of that was uh Limp Biscuits rolling. Oh, okay, okay. So I I've heard it a billion times. But that was the era of all those games, right? Yeah. NHL hits, NFL uh, Blitz, NFL Blitz, uh NBA Street. 
Um, yeah. And then the, there's NFL Street for a while. That's too. right. That's right. NFL and Street. then there's MLB Slugfest. Yeah. I never got that one. No, no, no. Nothing, I think, for me. NBA Streets and NFL Blitz, the two yeah. were just... I have NBA Street. Yeah. I may go home and play that tonight. Yeah. The best, I mean, in Blitz, I think my favorite was just all the hits you can lay after the play's over. Yeah. <laughs> were you doing elbow because, drops on the guys and after? Because uh, they, there's a whole story about how they animated all that and yeah. how they came to do that and yeah. how they went to the NFL with that. And they're like, <laughs> hell no, you take out half of this. Like, we don't want everybody dropping a whole Kogan leg. Because <laughs> they, oh, they do. Man. They do the big Ultimate Warrior splash, too. Oh, yeah, they do. They do do that. Yeah. And they do do that. I, I've played a lot of Blitz recently. It's a good you game. You play Prison Rules. No extra points. You can only go for two. Oh. No punting, either. Oh. That game was so much fun. Yeah. I have it on the N64, so... Classic. Come on down. Time to play. Time to play. Uh, yeah, that wraps up our show. Um, you know how to get at us um, at Twitter, at Rob11HWAG. At Trace Travers 3 And then you can find all our stuff at Golden Blogs or uh, CaliforniaGoldenBlogs.com. Not org. I've made that mistake before. <laughs> or just go to SB Nation and look up California Golden Blogs. And yeah. You can find us that way, too. Um, and also email us at uh, cgbbearcast at gmail.com. We like getting emails. Yes. Uh, direct all complaints to at twist and hook. Yes. And he is available 24-7 yes, he via is. Twitter. And our Russian show for pick off and drop off. I stole that one from Car Talk. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That is a good one. It's my favorite. <laughs> that's a real good one. Um, but yeah, that wraps up our show. And once again, um, and as always, go Bears. Go Bears. You know it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world this is Bear territory! You know it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world this is Bear territory! You know it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world this is Bear territory! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.